At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Let me tell you about American financing. Have you called about your mortgage rate yet? There's so many people in this audience who have already called uh, and so many that are still waiting. And I know what it's like. I have so many things on my to-do list. And I'm like, yes, I've got to do that today. And then I never do. Uh, and please don't miss this one. Please. Uh, the, the situation with uh, the economy is going to get worse and worse. And more importantly, the banking system is going to get very, very difficult to navigate if you want a loan. Uh, and if you, if you understand the Great Reset, you'll understand why. They don't work for the bank at American Financing. They work for you, and they can help you get the financing that you need and save the money that you need to save. American Financing, you can find them right now at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. Don't wait another day. Do it now. All right, the radio program begins in a minute, you sick, twisted freak. What you are about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This Friends, from behind my cardboard microphone, it's the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, you sick freak. Today, we have a wild ride for you. Yes, Mr. Toad might even show up today. We're going to start with Facebook fact-checking the gas prices for us. Yay! We all know we can trust Facebook, don't we? Uh-huh. We begin in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot real straight with you and keep this very, very simple. There are companies that you want to do business with because they believe in the same things that you believe in. They fight for the same things that you're fighting for. They relate to you because they are you. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Why haven't you joined yet? You can save about half the uh, half of your bill. Okay, half the cost for the same service because they're on the same cell towers. So if you have a phone, that's very much everybody. If you have a phone, get Patriot Mobile and switch now. We have got to stand together and support the companies that are not teaching their people how to be less white. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Switch now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Fact check. Fact check. This is according to USA Today. Fact check. Rising gas prices due to high demand and low supply 
That's why it's happening, not Biden's policies. Fact check. <laughs> okay, so they they wrote 1,500 words to attempt to exonerate uh, Biden's uh, climate agenda as the culprit uh, for the seven-year high gas prices. Uh, they explained that surging costs at the gas pump were a product of post-pandemic demand outpacing supply met with an already upward trend as shown below. Our fact check work is supported in part by a grant from Facebook. Oh, well, why didn't you say so in the first place? Well, let me get to that here, uh, but I'm going to go through Scotland because the COP26, COP26, the COP26 is happening this weekend. And uh, that is the environmental global, you know, hey, let's get together and control the world kind of thing. And all the world leaders come together. Well, I can't say all the world leaders. There's a number of heads of state who are not attending uh, this year um, because, well, first of all, it's Halloween. They want to go trick or treating and uh, and oppress some people. You know what I mean? They, a lot of them want to dress as uh, as something that they're not and, and culturally appropriate. So you. You know, so they're not going to be attending. And there's actually um, some fear uh, because people are not uh, these heads of states are not coming. We're coming. We're coming. But a lot of them aren't coming because ah, they think that some of these global climate policies might hurt the uh, energy supply in, let's say, Europe and the rest of the world. And they're already having problems in Europe and the rest of the world. Now, Goldman Sachs just released a report confirming that it's going to be a very cold and dark winter. And in fact, they're going to get colder and darker as we go on. They warned that there is a blackout risk for European industry this winter. That's going to be great for the supply chain. You know what I mean? If you wanted to get a part or something from, you know, uh, well, Germany, I was thinking, I guess, I don't know, some stale baguettes from France. I don't know what we buy from anybody else but Germany. But if you were waiting for that part for from Germany, you're going to wait because they're going to have blackouts. Now, why are they having blackouts? Because they built all of those wind farms on the coastline. Yeah, see, they don't work necessarily that well in the winter. And because they turned their nuclear power plants down by half over the summer, they used all of the energy they were supposedly saving for the winter uh, from those wind power plants. They've already used those. And so now they don't have any energy. Uh, and, and Russia Russia is uh, cutting them off. No, uh -uh. no, actually, uh, Russia has increased its gas supplies uh, to Europe. Isn't that weird? Because that's what you're hearing. You're in Russia, 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 Russia. You know who's cut Germany off in the rest of uh, Europe? The United States of America. Yeah, isn't that weird? We were exporting uh, some uh, fuel, you know, coal, uh, uh you know, propane, natural gas. We were, we were, yeah, we were supplying people. Hey, we're not doing that. We're, we're cutting back on that. But Joe Biden did say that Nord Stream pipeline could go through. But then he changed his mind. Did you know this? 
Then he changed his mind and he said, no, well, you can do it. No, you can't. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Germany's a little pissed at us right now because uh, he can't make a decision on anything. So they decreased their nuclear energy from 29.5 to 11.4. That's the percentage. They went from 30% to 11% counting on these wind turbines. And they're saying now they don't have any electricity. You know what this sounds like? California. You've just Californiaed Germany. And the rest of Europe, we are making every state and every country in the West, California. Californians feel great, I guess. We're so green. Really? You know, it's just across the border that they're burning all that coal that you're using. I really think if you if you in California want to be green, good. You have to have your own electric grid. You're not sucking anything off of anybody else. And I say this, being from Texas, we're not on the rest of the electric grid. And any politician that ever suggests that, the, that Texas joined the rest of the world on their electric grid, oh, I'll make it my, my life's goal to make sure nobody ever votes for you again. We're doing the same thing in Texas. That's why, for the first time, we had the debacle that we had last winter. Because we turned down our coal plant and we turned down our, elect, uh, our nuclear plant because we wanted to be, you know, more dependent on wind power. And it didn't work. What is wrong with people? Okay, so here's what we know. Russia has increased its supply of gas to Europe since the beginning of the year. Uh, the uh, U.S. accounts for half of the cuts to the supply to Europe. The energy shortage in Europe was caused by an over-reliance on wind and solar energy. Got it? We cut ours by half. We, we are responsible for half of the people that will die this, week, uh, this uh, winter in Europe. We will be responsible for half of them that, that are so cold and can't afford electricity or any kind of power to be able to heat their house. We will have blood on our hands yet again because we want to make sure the world is green. I don't know. I'd like to save human beings. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just saying. So Europe is going through this because of the decisions they're making and the decisions that we have made. By the way, a recent U.N. report shows that the international climate objectives will not be met without nuclear power. So why is it we're shutting down our nuclear power plants? Why is that? Okay. Now let's turn to gas for a second. The former director of the Bank of England has called for a net zero banking alliance, which banks have agreed not to lend to producers, but only to put funds into the green bubble, the carbon bubble. As a result, future energy production will drop, even though there are ample resources available, creating further artificial scarcity. This is the Great Reset. This is what they're talking about. This is why all of the big banks, all of you know, the Goldman Sachs and the Blackstones and everybody else were already over in Scotland at the beginning of this week, because they're the ones that are making it happen. They're the ones that are saying we're not going to loan any more money to refineries, 
to anybody who is drilling, anybody who is fracking. They are going to have to get their loans elsewhere, not from any of us banks. Well, that's just going to dry it all up. You won't be able to do business. Good, they think. This is what's happening. And this is the Joe Biden global warming agenda. It is already in effect and it is already infected your banks. If you still have your money in in one of these big banks, I don't know why. Get it out. Take it to a local bank, one that is not part of the system. Put it in a place where the local people have responsibility for the decisions that they make. It's not going to stop everything, but it sure will send a message. Okay, so if you don't go along with the green program, if you're not ESG, banks are not going to be able to give you any money. So what they do is they are putting all of this money into green energy and nothing into old energy, which means the price of gasoline is never going down. It will only go up. Because you won't be able to you won't be able to drill for anymore. You won't be able to uh, build any new facility to hold it. You won't be able to uh, buy any new trucks to truck it in. You won't be building any new pipelines. You won't be building any of those things because that's the old carbon economy. And until we replace it. It's going to be eye bleed expensive. And before all of this is lost, you need to know it and tell your friends. By the way, Wall Street on Parade uh, has reported that they have reason to believe that hyperinflation that we're presently observing started back in September 2019. Do you remember when I started saying something is wrong with the banks and we couldn't figure out what it is? Well, apparently there was a derivative blowout and uh, it was going to crush the markets and the banks and everything else. So the Federal Reserve stepped in and they provided, you ready, nine trillion dollars, nine trillion dollars in bailout money over a year. This is the hyperinflation money. And it's. It was to uh, uh, not cover short-term corporate loans. The hypothesis of Wall Street on parade is the bulk of the money went to covering up derivatives blowout that they believe started in September 2019. So what's truly causing hyperinflation is being covered up by labeling it as a supply chain problem of raw material shortages when, in fact, it's money printing combined with the Green New Deal policies, which are driving up the prices of oil and gas and coal. All of the everything you're experiencing now is coming from policies in Washington, D.C. and policies that they are pushing and the banks are gladly accepting. All of this doesn't need to happen. All of the, this is truly, I believe, the reason why Donald Trump, they fought so hard to get him out because there's no way he would have done, gone, gone along with any of this. There's no way he was fighting against these things. That's why they had to develop a cabal 
on all of the corporations to work together to get him out because this is a giant money making scam and it's being made on your back, your wealth, the things that you own, the things that you have had, your retirement fund. When you start to see hyperinflation, that means you won't be able to retire. That's why they're also pushing all of these big, you know, uh, uh, giveaways to people because they need to keep you at home. They need to rope you in and feed you heroin of the government teat. They need you on that. Because if you're independent at all, you won't be dependent on them. And thus, you can say, screw you. You are the guys who are screwing this all up. And that, my friend, is the truth. And this segment was not funded by Facebook. Greg lives in Alabama, and when he turned 53 last year, it seemed that age came up from behind him and hit him over the head with a brick. Aches and pains, aches and pains, the old story, except he wasn't that old. He found himself having a hard time getting up and down out of a chair, let alone going on his daily routine. He was getting desperate. Then he heard me talking about relief factor, and he decided, yeah, what do I have to lose? I'll listen to this clown. It's 20 bucks. Well, he started taking it faithfully, and Greg's aches and pains began to melt away. He wrote in and said, I got my life back. Greg, I'm so happy for you. I got my life back, too. Get your life back. Try it, please. Relief factor. Just try it for, for uh, you know, three weeks. If it's not working, stop taking it. 1995. Just try it. Relieffactor.com. Call 800-583-84. Relieffactor.com. 800-583-84. 10 seconds, station ID. By the way, um, Joe Biden is planning on planning on uh, building a wind farm on the coastline up and down our coasts. Uh, we already have one offshore wind farm. It's really good. Uh, it's off the coast of Rhode Island. It costs us $300 million to build, uh, and that was anchoring the wind turbines to the ocean floor and then you know, bearing the power cables beneath the ocean floor for the uh, supply of electricity for 1,000 residents on a single island. Let me say that again. $300 million for a single island a thousand people so the six turbines started operating in 2016 and uh, the residents pay 24 cents per kilowatt hour which is twice what the average person pays well the problem is it's offshore it's uh, it's offline now for repairs um <laughs> apparently the high voltage cables that carry the electricity to land not buried deep enough in the seedbed and now being exposed uh so the cables have to be reburied at a cost of 30 million dollars and, uh, you know, in the meantime, just use a diesel generator. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? So this is the green energy boondoggle. This doesn't even work. And Joe Biden has just announced a plan to develop large scale wind farms along nearly the entire U.S. coastline. That's great. That's great. That's great. And by the way, he's doing this now at the same time. We know it's not working in uh, Europe. 
theirs are all working fine. It's not that they didn't bury the cables too deep. Uh, theirs working fine. It's just it's not providing any wind power, you know, in the winter. This has only happened every time it's been tried. Every time. Yeah, Germany had a huge issue with solar panels the same in the same way in that they had they put mm-hmm. a bunch of expensive new not ready for prime time solar panels all over their country to prove that they were green and then you know a few years later when the solar panels got a lot better they had the old ones in so they couldn't they couldn't take advantage of any of the advances in the this technology. is this this would be known as the climate change industrial complex that's what this is mm. This is the climate change industrial complex. We've got a bunch of solar panels that we can sell. They're not ready for prime time and uh, they won't last. So we're going to have to sell them and upgrade them every 10 years. So it's a constant buy instead of building one big nuclear power plant that just never stops. We're going to sell these to the people and we'll get rich. And you know what? We'll cut you in on part of it. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah. And it reminds me very much of what they always do with the high speed rail. There was like, what if we develop high oh, speed rail? Up. And you're like, okay, but, but we already have planes. So why would we be working on high speed rail when we have planes already? Like if we didn't have planes, it would be a really interesting proposal, right? Yes, like, oh my would. gosh, you can get there in only 12 hours? Like that's amazing. <laughs> well, that's what it's like with nuclear power. Mm-hmm. We already have nuclear power. If we didn't have nuclear power, maybe solar and wind would be really interesting. But we already have it. And it's and this is something that has they've stopped the development on. I mean, imagine if we were doing this over the past few decades, the, the technology that we have. I mean, a lot of it is develop has been developed already, but just not unleashed. I mean, you can, it's much more efficient now than it was with these and older safer. plants and safer. A lot safer. And it has the best safety record of any form of electricity, of any power generation at all. Nuclear. It's much better. The record is better than any other form of power generation. Why wouldn't we be using this? I don't know. What about the wind? Look at all the light coming from the sky. You've got got atoms and neutrons and nucleus and all the things. Let me tell you, you... this show is (sighs) ESG compliant, so I got to shut you down. We got to talk about the toilet paper manufacturing that is raising prices for the second time this year due to inflation. Uh, McDonald's has entered a strategic partnership with IBM to automate their drive-through lanes. That's really great, mm, isn't it? It's wonderful. Coca-Cola says they're going to have uh, shortages of their product. Oh, couldn't happen to a nicer group of people. And North Korea basically says the same thing that the White House said. North Korea has told its starving citizens, you're going to need to eat less. Just eat less. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I love it. Love it. Jason from Texas writes in. He has a nine-year-old Great Dane who has a thyroid problem. Up until recently, she would sleep 23 hours out of the day. And uh, that was before he tried rough greens. He says, I cannot believe the difference. She does a happy dance all the way to her bowl. Can you imagine the size of the bowl even? She's so much more active. She even jumped on my shoulders twice last week. She hadn't been able to do that in five years. What an amazing transfer uh, transformation. Jason, thank you for sending in that story. 
Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on your dog's food, and it contains all the nutrients that your dog needs, which get cooked out of kibble food when it's being made. Probiotics, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, omega oils. These are just some of the things that your dog needs to live a healthier lifestyle, and they're things that you get in Rough Greens. Get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out. All you pay for is shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back, roughgreens.com slash back, or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Roughgreens.com slash back. All right, it's blazetv.com slash Glenn to get your subscription to Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks. John Andrasik started playing piano when he was three years old. 30 years later, as five for fighting, he found himself playing beside his musical heroes at Madison Square Garden after his song Superman, It's Not Easy, became an anthem for the fallen heroes at 9-11. This week's episode of the Glenn Beck Podcast, uh, Andrasik, uh, we sit down with him. He talks about music, fame, songwriting, freedom, the strange power of let's go brandon uh he plays one of my favorite songs uh freedom never cries a hundred years and his latest blood on my hands which is a protest song and a really good one about joe biden's disastrous withdrawal of afghanistan and it's blood on my hands not blood on his hands we talk about that um uh, it is, uh, his name again is John Andrasik, and he is with Five for Fighting. It, it, you've never heard a podcast like this one before, at least from me. You're going to love it. It's episode 123. Uh, why is Grammy-nominated artist blackballed by the music industry? You can hear that now at uh, Blaze TV. Well, not now. I mean, I'm sure you wouldn't want to tune away from this, but uh, you can hear that after this program. Um on blaze tv if you're a subscriber and it will also be available to everybody on saturday but don't miss this one i think you're really going to like it all right so the vaccine mandate for southwest airlines has been held up uh, a federal judge has rejected the pilot's challenge uh, we have uh, captain casey murray on he's the president of southwest airlines pilots association he's been on with us before captain uh, casey how are you sir I'm doing well, Glenn. How are you? Well, good. Um, uh, I was better, you know, until I heard that uh, Southwest Airlines can continue, according to a federal judge, with their uh, their vaccine mandate. So what does this mean to you guys? Well, we were disappointed as well, um, <clears throat> but more so disappointed in Southwest. We, uh, you know, we were forced to reach out uh, to the federal court system to to force Southwest to come and and talk to us about about numerous items. We had actually filed in August a, a status quo lawsuit over several issues that the company wasn't bargaining with us on coming to the table and and, and meeting and discussing. And then uh, we filed a TRO um, when they announced the mandate uh, to stop that. And but again to come. And, uh, and sit down and let's talk about the, the issues surrounding it. Uh, and they still haven't done that. And they've also said now with, uh, with this that the mandate is going forward, but they won't fire any of 
they won't fire any of the pilots that refuse to get it. So what does that mean? Well, that's a great question. Um, we've seen um, some initial uh, responses from them that, 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 that pilots could apply for exemptions. And uh, if they were granted, some of them would be uh, given uh, leave with no pay. Um, <laughs> so, so again, uh, and they've kind of backed off on that now, but um, we still don't have anything in writing and, and it's constantly changing. They came out with a, a, and the judge spoke to this, they came out and said, hey, uh, we will pay the sick time, we will uh, pay you for, for getting the vaccine. Um, but that has changed six times since um, that announcement came out. And so we have nothing in writing, and, 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 the, and we have Gary Kelly's word, who, by the way, is, is going to be stepping down in February. So he's the one who said no one will be fired, but... But what happens in March and April? Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hang on just a second. If you if you can't work because you haven't gotten the vaccine, you know, there's something that I find amazing that happens with the uh, teachers unions in New York City. If you are deemed a pedophile, they can't fire you. So they just put you in a room with other pedophile teachers and you just sit there and you do nothing every day. But you're getting paid. I mean, if you're a pedophile, I guess that's a pretty good gig for you. Um, but if you're a pilot, nobody wants to sit around in a room and do nothing. What are they going to do? Well, that's that's the question. And again, we haven't been able to sit down and have discussions with him with them. Um, you know, we're the, the judge ruled and, and, and that is what it is. And, and, and we're looking at our steps now moving forward. But. But again, all we've asked for this whole time is for Southwest to, to stop these unilateral decisions, these unilateral, um, you know, policies without sitting down. Um, they're they're marching all over our, our contract. And uh, I'm really, you know, concerned with the ruling and how Southwest is is really um, undermining what the RLA actually stands for, the Railway Labor Act. Well, I would encourage anybody that... Uh well, I mean, I don't know what you do now. I was going to say I encourage anybody who has the money. I mean, Southwest is a great deal, um, and a lot of people don't have the money to fly, especially some of the prices are outrageous now. Uh, but if you have the money, don't fly on Southwest um, because they at least, I guess, haven't really made the decision officially yet. Um, I, I have to tell you, um, Casey, I'm, I'm really concerned. This vaccine mandate... Uh, goes into full effect across the nation on November 22nd. And we have 60% of, uh, of uh, DHS or what are the TSA that hasn't been vaccinated yet. Now, that's a, that number is a couple of weeks old, so it might be closer to 40% now. But you're, gonna, you're running out of time. And when that goes into effect three days before Thanksgiving, I think these airports are going to be nightmares. Um, yeah, let me go back to where you, you said don't fly Southwest. I, uh, I, you know, we're definitely not there. Southwest is is relying on 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 all of the frontline employees, and and they're doing a great job. Everybody, our pilots, the most productive out there. Our pilots will get our passengers to where they need to go. Um, but but I am disappointed in Southwest, and and I do think that moving forward, a lot of what the 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 lawsuit, not just um, on the mandate front, but but the lawsuit was was to to kind of 
streamline and, and get us talking and, and make sure that a lot of the issues we're seeing with Southwest operationally get corrected. Um, so I have a lot of confidence in, in, in the frontline employees um, getting our passengers to where they need to be, but it's, it's, it's critical for Southwest to, to make some changes and to correct a lot and make sure that, that what happened over, over October 8th, that meltdown, the meltdown the, over the entire summer uh, doesn't occur again. Yeah. Um, can you respond to the uh, TSA thing? Uh, you, you have confidence that Thanksgiving's not going to be an absolute nightmare? Um, Thanksgiving is going to be a challenge, uh, talking uh, about specifically to TSA um, and a, a lot of what's going on with vaccinations and mandates. We, um, you know, that's that's part of our issue is is uh, Biden has come down and made this pronouncement that is affecting us, uh, but it, it's not affecting everyone. And 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 none of the results that they're looking for are uniform mm-hmm. and. So, um, what is going to happen? That, that's a big question. Um, um, Southwest is is preparing for for um, Thanksgiving and the holidays, and um, and like I said, our our employees just like this summer when we weren't really given the tools to to do what we needed to do uh, came through admirably. And and we will again. All the employees of Southwest, you know, really disappointed in management. Casey, um, I think everybody knows the spirit of Southwest and the employees. And you guys are you guys do a great job. You really do. Um, it, but people are really getting sick of this. Our, I mean, our doctors are being fired. Our policemen are being fired. Our firefighters are being fired. Now, you know, the people who make our lives uh you know uh really kind of easy not the tsa but the airlines being able to go and see our family and go travel and now that's you guys are being fired for it america is right at the edge of saying enough is enough and uh it would be certainly great to see somebody like southwest airlines stand up and say hey you know what we are the airline of the little people and we do care about the little people and we don't look at our employees like little people and we don't look down on our uh, on our tr- our uh, ticket buyers as little people either we're part of you we serve the people and uh, I just I, there's a huge market for that. If anybody has the frickin' balls to do it, and I would hope that Southwest would, uh, I hope Southwest would get that message and hear it. Captain, thank you so much. Thank you. You bet, Captain Casey Murray uh, from Southwest Airlines. Uh, pilots, we are behind you. You just have to, you just have to let us know whose side are you on. Whose side are you on? And how can we help you? Back in a minute. The really important thing uh, is that we teach our kids the truth. And our kids are watching us right now. They're watching how we behave and how we react to things. Do we live our principles? Do we even know our principles? And can we teach them? I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, the Tuttle Twins books. Uh, uh, Jacqueline wrote in, she said, Glenn, I read these aloud to my kids, five, uh, uh, five kids, all seven years and younger. Uh, I thought this would just be fun and a wholesome series for us. And I didn't realize they would end up being so much more than that. 
I, the mom, have learned so much more than I thought, and I thought I might be the only one until I heard my three-year-old telling my 18-month-old about inflation and the dangers of the Federal Reserve while they were coloring one day. It is adorable, and it fills me with hope. The Tuttle Twins books, they are not just stories that you read your kids. These are books that teach your kids something. We need the next generation to know the truth, and that will keep us free. 35% discount on their books, plus they're giving away the activity workbooks at no additional cost. That is the price off of the uh, normal price. Huge discount, 35%. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, get the discount. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com to keep your kids sane and informed in this increasingly dangerous world. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, the Amish have herd immunity. Congratulations. Congratulations to the Amish. Uh, No vaccines, uh, no isolation, no masks, herd immunity. Amish are carrying on. Got that. Hey, uh, you know, I had an interesting experience talking to my wife last night. She uh, was telling me because uh, Cheyenne, our daughter, had uh, tonsillitis. And so she just wanted to run her to urgent care and just see how things were, you know, shaping up. So she runs, runs her to the local urgent care thing. And uh, my wife gets a lecture from a doctor about how, what do you mean she doesn't have the vaccine? Well, she's 15. Uh, and what do, you, what do you mean you don't have the vaccine? Okay, well, I'm not here to talk to you about the vaccine. I'm here to talk to you about her tonsillitis. Do you realize... Do you realize what you're doing by not giving, you know, the vaccine is very, very safe. Yeah, yeah. We've heard it all. We know. We got it. But How could you not have heard it yeah, already? We, we, we've got it. We uh, have made our own decision and we've all had COVID. We had bad cases of it. Um, and my wife said she just continued to get a lecture from the doctor. And uh, I said, at any point, did you say, shut up? Because I think that's the appropriate response at this point. Shut up. Especially when you have a sick kid sitting there. Yeah. I mean, I don't need to hear your lecture. I'm an adult. We've made our decision. And you know what, Doc? You know what would be better? If you didn't fire people that had a different opinion. Oh, all the nurses here, they all agree that the COVID vaccine is great? Really? Is that because you fired anybody who disagreed (laughs) with you? I mean, you have no credibility. You know, you want to have credibility, Doc? Don't fire the people who disagree with you. In fact, then I can come to you and say, hey, my doctor says this. And you can say, well, that's not true because of this, this and this. Can I give you some information and you can look at it and share it with your doctor and see what he says? Yeah. Yeah, doc, I do that. But you don't want to do that. You just want anybody who disagrees to shut up. And so my response to you is shut up. They've destroyed, they're destroying medical uh, credibility, destroying it. It's going to have reverberations for a very long time. And and again, this is not something that like massive amounts of people are saying they don't want to take. Honestly, I mean, like, you know, you look at these polls and you're like, oh, well, what 20% of people say they don't want to take the vaccine. Well, that's the only people left. 
you're at 80% of people have taken it. 80% of adults have already taken it. Yeah. In the country like the United States, what on earth did you think was going to happen? You thought you were going to get it above so, 80% in less than a year? Stu, can you, can, you, can you tell me, what does a vaccine do? What does a vaccine do medically what? to the to the body? What does it do? What does it do? Yeah. Uh, well, it elicits a uh, an immune system response. It elicits a m- immune system response. Yeah, so in other so words, it tricks your body into thinking that it has covid and that triggers it, 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 your it, your antibodies to grow in your body. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure what exactly you're looking for I'm, here, but I'm, but, I'm but looking for the, Go ahead. Well, like an mRNA vaccine, right? Mm. Well, it sends basically blueprints to your body to make this a similar protein mm-hmm. to the one that is wrapped around the virus, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's not introducing the virus, but it's introducing right. that protein. So when by if you get COVID, COVID, you breathe it in, mm-hmm. uh, and it will say, "Hey, wait a minute, that's that same protein that I saw before." Huh, isn't that weird? So my immune system will come uh-huh. and it will do something to get rid. So of the that. only thing that is different from every other vaccine is every other vaccine you get a little bit of that virus to trick your body into thinking you have it or a deactivated right. virus there's a bunch of different yeah, yeah, types yeah, yeah. of vaccines but, it, but yeah. it recognizes it and it triggers your natural immune system to yeah. fight it it's not the vaccine it's the vaccine that is triggering your immune system yes absolutely so if i've already had the virus right. uh then my immune system has already been not tricked it has actually fought and won yeah. against the virus. So Natural don't talk to me. Real. Don't it's talk real. to me about your freaking vaccine. That's ah. tricking my body into thinking I've already had it. If I've already had it, I don't need your vaccine. Shut up. <laughs> But again, it's helpful to attack a mom with her sick kid there because this no. is the result yeah, you no, get. Yeah, she this is, is the result you get. She loved that doctor and would listen to her on anything now mm-hmm. if she ever said anything again. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, this uh, this hour uh, going to be a pretty good hour. Last n- the next couple of hours, uh, you don't want to miss a second of today's uh, program. Fourth hour is going to be terrible today, though. We do not. We're not going to put any time into it at Horrible. all. Yeah. Well, we're still having meetings trying to figure out how to <laughs> add another hour. We've been wanting to expand the show yeah. for many many decades. <laughs> Remember and- when, Joe, when Joe Scarborough yes. when he was being taken <laughs> off the air? Um, he had a two hour show and he's like, "We're we're not being fired. We're, we're not on hiatus. We're going on hi- hiatus." We're trying to figure out how to add a third hour to the show. And we were all like, just do it. Right. You could just, just, just do it. If they wanted it, you could just do it. Keep the microphones on. You know? Yeah. It's not that hard, Joe. It's, uh, I mean, not, you know, what do I know? Radio Hall of Fame. What do I know? Now, you're going to be shocked to hear they're still on that hiatus. They never still, were they able never to figure figured out, it out how to do that third hour. Huh. That uh, is. It was such a good show, too. And <laughs> such a long break now. I don't know that people would even Yeah, remember. that is weird. A lot of people in radio come up with really interesting reasons why their careers fell apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's one of my favorites of all time. Mm-hmm. We couldn't figure out how to do more, so we did none. <laughs> Boy, don't you wish Washington would do that? Yeah.
Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. As I'm thinking about what I'm about to talk about here, my mouth has gone a little bit dry. I want to share something deeply, deeply personal, uh, but I think it's important uh, that you know it in 60 seconds. So Garrett, a listener of the program who lives in South Carolina, heard himself a while back while he was lifting heavy boxes. I mean, right? That's why you have teenagers. Anyway, um, he uh, was lifting boxes, hurt himself. He had been hearing me talk about Relief Factor every day on the radio for over a year. And it took him that long to decide, okay, maybe this guy will shut up if I just take it. Well, you know the story. After a few weeks, he began to notice the pain going away. Within a month or two, he said, I am out of pain. These days, he can lift up to 50 pounds. Some people never learn. What are you doing, Garrett? Get yourself a teenager. Relief Factor. It's not a drug developed by doctors, and about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. You can now order the three-week quick start for only $19.95, so you really don't have anything to lose. It's Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com, 800-500-8384. I want to talk to you about something, and I... I don't want to make this into a big deal, but I I feel uh, that it is important to share this with you because if uh, if I missed it, uh, there's a lot of people that are missing it. As you know, that my uh, uh, my family we have a um, a rich history of suicide, and. Um, we have had a suicide in my wife's family this last year. And um, I've had a couple of others in my family that have died from suicide. And I have had two scares in the last three, four years with my own children uh, with suicide. Uh, and it it is, it's an epidemic. It is absolutely an epidemic. Uh, and, all of the things that are going on in the world are making things much, much worse. All of these lockdowns, the masks, the everything, even even things like the school board meetings where you start to feel like you are powerless. It will grind on you. If you uh, if you have been listening to the program, um, I hope you haven't noticed uh, but I have uh, I have been in a very very dark place since um, since I went to the Middle East. Um, my experience over there damn near broke me. Uh, I, uh, I I I just wasn't able to get over it for a while. Uh, the life and death and the scale of it uh was just the ups were way up and the downs were way down uh and i just couldn't uh get past it i guess i it, and i thought everything was normal and natural and as things began to pile on here with the things that i tell you every day uh it just got worse and worse and i never thought i i am prone to clinical depression i haven't I haven't had it like this since I was 25 years old. And uh, last week I started having um, 
really very dangerous and dark thoughts. And I thought, yeah, you know, I should call my doctor. Uh, and uh, and so I did. And I cannot believe that I missed it for this long. Uh, but he is treating me for uh, clinical depression. And I today feel I felt this way a couple of days ago and a little bit yesterday. And today I drove in and I'm like, I am clear. I am. The clouds have parted and I am back to where I need to be. And uh, I just. I'm only telling you this. This is going to be used against me. Wait, they're going to say all kinds of things about this. I'm only telling you this because I think it's critically important that you understand that you may feel like it's normal to be depressed. I thought it was very, very normal for me to feel the way I was feeling because of the news of the day and what's happening in Afghanistan, what we were involved in. Uh, I thought it was very normal. And I will tell you only God kept me in this seat and only God kept me alive. Um, but uh, it, it's, it, it may very well start out to be something normal, but there is a difference between normal depression and clinical depression. And please, please be hyper vigilant in your own life and in your own family. As I said, my first reaction when my kids start to you know talk i asked them all kinds of questions and uh, my uh one of my daughters i caught it early ish um she wasn't talking to me about it but she was talking to uh, uh somebody else about it in the family and we caught it and the minute i heard the things that she was saying i knew what it was and i took her right to the hospital i am hyper vigilant on this i missed it in my own self please Please, if you are feeling at the end of your rope, please know that your mind, it can play tricks on you. And please see a doctor uh, and get help, please. Okay, today is the 135th uh, anniversary of the dedication of the Statue of Liberty. And I love the story of the Statue of Liberty because the Statue of Liberty is it, it, it points us in the right direction. But we have so misunderstood the Statue of Liberty. First of all, it's not a gift from France. I mean, it, they did give it to us, but it wasn't a gift. It was more like, here, can you take this thing? Because they were no, seriously. I mean, France doesn't give gifts like that. Who <laughs> gives a gift like that? Gee, I hope they don't have another. I hope they like it because we can't put it in a closet and every time a Frenchman comes, go pull it out of the closet, man. Put it up real quick. I mean, that's a really risky gift. And that's not what they were doing. They weren't they weren't giving us a gift. They dumped it off in boxes and like, hey, hey hope you can put it together. huh? That's what happened. I don't know that this is accurate. It is absolutely. Wait, accurate. What, they, why did they have it in the first place? They had it in the first place because one mm -hmm. one guy who was uh, an artist wanted to sell. I think it was Egypt, a great colossus that would stand at the uh, foot of the um, of the canal. And uh, Egypt was like. We don't need that. It's like, oh, crap. I want to build a really big statue. So then 
he was talking about the French and the French were going through all kinds of trouble because of socialism and the people in France, the leadership in France, many of the leaders in France needed to convince people that America had the answer. And so what they did is they were like, hey, uh, they just got out of they just stopped slavery, the Civil War. They broke the chains of that and they've come back together and they are really striving to do things and they are really making an impact on freedom. We should be more like them instead of more like Karl Marx. And so we'll take this. We'll get this artist guy who's been pitching this statue all around the world. Uh, not that statue, just a giant person. I just want to make just, a statue of a giant person. That's it. Like giant people. Statues. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll get him and we'll have him draw something up for America. And uh, then we'll go pitch it to all of the rich people trying to convince them that we need to we're, we're going to have a revolution here. And it's going to be a Marxist revolution, and that's really bad. And so maybe you guys should help us promote liberty in the American understanding here in France. That's way better than France just dumped it here and said, please put it together. That's a great well, that's, story. That's why context, I guess, matters, Stu. Yeah. Gee, I, I, context matters. Well, what, especially but, when the context reverses what the story but said. What, no, no. But so they <laughs> built it. Yeah. They had it. They made their point and they're like, now we got to ship it over to them. And they dumped it in a park and they were like, oh, yeah, good time. Bye bye. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> OK, not, that is what happened. This is, you're basically the history channel right there. Right there. That, that's that what is it. it. That's the way history should be understood. So the Statue of Liberty, you know, she's got these big, huge feet. Nobody really notices. She's got broken chains around her ankle because she broke the chains of slavery. She's holding the tablets. People think it's the Ten Commandments. It's, it's not. It's our Declaration of Independence and our laws, our Constitution and Declaration of Independence. That's why it says July 4, 1776 on those tablets. And then it's not a crown. Those are rays of light of the of the dawning sun that is coming up from behind her. That's what the crown is. Okay. Uh, And the torch is called imprisoned lightning. The torch was made because uh, America was, I mean, France really was too, but uh, leading the way on electrification for lights. And so that torch is called imprisoned lightning and it's really supposed to represent not a flame, but an electric light. Okay. And it was to, to, to show what can be done if man is free. But we bastardized all that. So let me tell you the story the way you're supposed to hear it. But let me take a quick break first. Real Estate Agents I Trust is our sponsor. This is my company, so you know, um, this is a company that we put together that is a free service to you. But we were trying to figure out, my brother and I, uh, been trying to figure out a way, how do you vet real estate agents? And we've always sucked at selling our house, always sucked. And I don't know how to, you know, you just find one and you're like, will you sell my house? And they're like, Yeah. Okay, me sign. Uh, That's the way it's always been with me. But there is a way to actually find out who the best is, who the people have the best shot and the best track record in your area of selling. And and when it comes to real estate agents, there's a huge divide. 
Well, we're going to help you navigate that. When you tell us you're going to try to buy a house over here or you're selling a house over here, we'll find the best real estate agent or real estate agents in that area according to things that we're looking for, and we'll pass them on to you. Usually, I mean, our, I think we try to guarantee you within an hour, but it's usually within five or ten minutes that you'll have a name uh, if we have somebody in your area. So all you have to do is just contact us and tell us where you are and where you're selling or buying, and we'll find that person for you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Then you interview them yourself. Me sign. Try to do a little more than you sell house. You know, realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds station ID. So a few years ago, I worked with this amazing choir called the uh, Millennial Choir uh, and Orchestra, and they they put together some music, patriotic music. But I I was involved and I asked them, would you would you please reframe some of these things? Uh, and they they wrote a uh, they wrote a song called uh, the new Colossus and it has an opera singer in it and everything. Please start playing this here. So as I told them the story that I just told you a little more eloquently uh, about what the Emma Lazarus poem actually means and what the statue actually stands for, I thought it was appropriate that. It starts kind of like this, this warm embrace, this, oh man, I'm here to send me your troubled, tired, wretched, flea-ridden pieces of garbage that can't make it to our shores, because I'm going to hold them, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them some medicine for their boo-boos, and they're not going to have to pay for it, because... I'm the Statue of Liberty. I'm the mother of exiles. And so I love all children with boo-boos. Okay? So that's that's the beginning of this. I wanted it to reflect what everybody thinks. Everybody says that that Emma Lazarus poem means, but that's not what it means. I mean, have you looked at that chick? She is pretty fierce. She looks like a dude in the first place. I mean, hey, and I'm not judging. It may have been our first trans figure. So uh, she looks like a dude and she's kind of like scowling, kind of like back off. Have you noticed that? No, I'm not giving you my number. No, don't text me. Hey, my eyes are up here. Okay, that's what the statue looks like she's saying. Uh, And so what what is that all about? Because that's not a mom that you're like, oh, I got a poo-poo. Will you just hold me, take care of me, feed me, give me welfare? That's not what she's saying. So this, the Statue of Liberty is based on the Great Colossus, and it is a uh, it was a giant a giant statue, you know, in a skirt, a guy, and he had I think he had a a torch and a sword, one in each hand, and he had his legs on one uh, harbor. Uh, one foot on one harbor and another one on the other harbor and your boat would go underneath his skirt. I don't know how accurate that statue was. I don't want to know. I don't. It was Greece. Okay. We probably, you can do the math. So he's, he's standing there and that was to say, don't screw with us. 
We'll chop you up. And we are vigilant. So don't screw with us. That's the great Colossus. The statue is the new Colossus. And here's the Emma Lazarus poem. Not like the brazen giant of Greek fame with conquering limbs astride from land to land. Here at our sea-washed sunset gate shall stand a mighty woman with a torch whose, flamed, whose flame is the imprisoned lightning. Meaning the flame here is invention, um, uh, forward thinking. You can do anything. And her name, the mother of exiles, from her beacon hand glows worldwide welcome. Her mild eyes command the air-bridged harbor that twin cities frame. This is really important. It's not like, eh, you know, give me your tired, your poor, your heart. She says, keep your ancient lands and your storied pomp. In other words, you know, all your guilds. All your high and mighty tile, uh, titles, all your elites, all your princes, your dukes, your earl. Shove them up where the sun doesn't shine. We're not interested. Keep your storied pomp, cries she with silent lips. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. That's the way we read that part. Yearning to breathe free. But I thought it was important to start the way everybody thinks. But then the song takes a turn. And it starts to seem maybe, I don't know, a little stronger. silent lips give me your tired your poor your huddled masses yearning to be breathe free the wretched refuse from your teeming shore this is the way it's supposed to be understood it's supposed to be understood with her saying keep all your crap Okay, you give me the people that you say can't make it. Look at what we're doing to society right now. There are those who are good, those who are bad, those who will play along, those who won't, those who will get the vaccine, those who won't, those who will gladly give their children up to elites to educate and those that won't. The Statue of Liberty looks for those who won't. Give me all the people you have rejected. Give them the people who are just yearning to be free just to say, get out of my life. I don't need you. I can do it. My community can do it. Give me the wretched refuse from your teeming shore. Send these the homeless, the tempest tossed to me because I lift my lamp beside the golden door.
That, by the way, is the Millennial Choir and Orchestra. You can find that in many other uh, songs about America that uh, uh, I worked on with them, helped inspire some of the uh, songs on it. It's called To Be an American by the Millennial Choir and Orchestra, an amazing all-volunteer orchestra and uh, choir that is thousands of people strong. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. The shortage of the economy is upon us, and it is not going away anytime soon. In fact, if anything, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And it won't get better under this administration, quite frankly. You know me. I like to prepare, uh, and uh, some would like to do it because a zombie apocalypse is upon us. I don't think it is. And then I listen to President Biden, and I'm like, he might be a zombie. I'm just saying. Prepare for things, inflation, natural disasters. They all look really similar in the uh, aftermath. MyPatriotSupply.com carries a wide variety of products from survival gear to emergency first aid kits to water purifiers, which are going to be so important. Long-term food storage, of course, even sprouting seeds so you can grow your own food. If you act now, your order will ship quickly, arrive discreetly at your door in unmarked boxes for your privacy. You let your neighbors know what you want. Uh, Not My Patriot Supply. Get MyPatriotSupply.com right now. Go there. Get what you need. MyPatriotSupply.com. And head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Uh, get some uh, get some duct tape right now. I'm, I'll wait. I'll stall here for a bit. But you got to get some duct tape because you got to ra- wrap it around your head because your head's going to explode. And uh, when it does, it's not going to the duct tape won't stop your head from exploding. You just have to wrap your head tightly in it. Uh, and then at least you'll have all the pieces when you get to the you know emergency room. And they look at you and go, oh, have you been vaccinated? And you're like, my head has exploded. They're like, I know, but have you been vaccinated? Anyway, after that argument, they'll have all the pieces to put your head back together. So grab the duct tape because here we go. Last year, current uh, students and alumni of the Coastal Carolina University Department of Theater gathered together to fight racial injustice and they created a list of demands for the faculty and the administrators i love that i love people who have a list of demands according to the students website and you can see it at cctheater.com here are just a few of the things they demanded extensive and reoccurring diversity, equity, and inclusion training for faculty and staff with disciplinary consequences if not upheld. I love you already as a student. Department-wide ban on phrases like colorblind casting. Wait, what? Oh. A requirement to hire two people of color faculty or staff members by 2025 and a public apology to all people of color students for all of the inequity 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 and trauma that they have experienced oh my gosh who's got a boo-boo let me get a band-aid 
Well, the faculty complied. Eh, wrong answer. The students have now been running the show, and now these same theater students are refusing to go to class until our next guest, Professor Steve Ernest, is fired. Now, why should he be fired? <sighs> Dare I even tell the story? <sighs> it boils down to this. Yes, and I'm going to say it. He wasn't outraged enough. Here's what happened. A guest artist at the university met with two students after a class. One student said she felt so isolated as a person of color and wanted to get know, to get to know more non-white students. The guest artist suggested, well, you might want to make a group of non-white students that you can get together and you can talk about it. So they proceeded together to write down the names of non-white students in the theater department on the board while they brainstormed ideas. <sighs> Well, they forgot to erase the board after they left, and the next class of actors entered the room. Now, when I say actors, what I mean are primed revolutionaries, really. They saw the list, and they were outraged. They staged a protest, refusing to go to class to show their disgust. There is a list of all of the minorities, all of the people of color in the theater department on the board. Now, you may have noticed that our next guest hasn't even entered the story yet. So when it comes to light that it was all a misunderstanding, the Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Committee wrote to the theater department students to apologize to them for how they may have been affected by this incident. Again, the incident being that students names had been written on a board. So now Mr. Steve Ernest comes in. And he replied to the email from the committee saying, sorry, but I don't think this is a big deal. I'm really sad that people get their feelings hurt so easily. And they're going into theater. Ha ha ha. Yes, because you're going to get your feelings hurt all the time in theater. But he can't say that. For this, the students protested again, boycotted their classes, calling for him to be fired. On September 20th, the Dean of Humanities and Fine Arts Department told Mr. Ernest not to come to class to send her his syllabus. He was suspended from teaching. He joins us now, along with the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education uh, and their Faculty Legal Defense Fund to push back against the university who seems to be working towards his termination. Steve, how are you, sir? I'm amazed at your storytelling ability. That was kind of wonderful. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to hear you more. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, so, uh, Steve, did I get that story right? Absolutely, spot on, and uh, and well told. Uh, yeah, you you unfortunately uh, everything that you said was true. <laughs> uh, and your your email was not about oh who's got a boo boo like my email would have been, but your email was you guys are going into theater. You can't be this raw, correct? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And uh, you know, I mean, no one is more supportive of. Of students that I have been and it was just you know guys move on let's let's focus on on what you need to be doing right now in your in, in your training and not and not all of these you know and this is not the first um, situation like this and you know um, uh, we, we all want diversity equity and inclusion but you know this has just been pushed too far can you tell me why they wanted a department-wide ban on phrases like colorblind casting 
That one I, I, I didn't really understand. I mean, you know, <laughs> we've been doing this for we've been doing this for for two decades now. You know, colorblind casting and and casting of 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 people that, uh, you know of color in you know non traditional roles. And yeah. Shakespeare has just been it's been very common in the theater. Um, you know, I came from California to South Carolina, where at a school where I taught thirty percent white people. You know, colorblind casting was just. We, we didn't really even factor that ever into the situation. Right. You know, I mean, and it is funny because, you know, we've been doing this for two decades. Orson Welles did it with Shakespeare in the 1920s or early 1930s, where it was an all black cast of Othello except for him. Uh, and now mm. he gets hammered because he put blackface on to play that. Oh, my gosh. He did an all-black cast except for one white cat. Yeah. Yeah. In the 1920s or 30s. I mean, it just never anything is enough. It's just never enough. Um, so uh, so what's what's happening now? You, you're, you're with FIRE, uh, and they're representing you, right? Yes. Uh-huh. And, and you know, um, well, nothing's really happening. I, you know, we've um, there, there have been a few meetings that I was not in attendance of with uh, with lawyers, and um, yeah, I've been told that um, they want me to resign or they'll terminate me. Um, but I don't really know the reason um, other than what we have in front of us here. So um, yeah, it's just a been a, just a time of. Um, me doing not very much, working on a few projects of my own, and uh, just waiting. Wow. You know? So let me ask you, the, the mob mentality on the university campus, it, it, have they just taken over our universities? Mm, yeah, we're starting to see that. You know, and it's not only at, at, at Coastal Carolina University. And this was, a, you know, we don't have these kind of incidents there. I, I, don't, I don't know of many ever, but we are seeing this. You know, and not only I, I've been fortunate enough not only to meet fire, but also counterweight, which is another um, organization like this that protects free speech, though more on an international uh, level. Mm -hmm. And this is happening in England. This is happening in France. Uh, this is happening in countries all around the world now uh, at, at, at institutions of higher education where the mob mentality is demonstrating against this faculty member or that for whatever type of language uh, that they've used and, and hurt feelings and this kind of a thing. So, you know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's something that I'm really intent on stepping out there and, and slowing down and uh, getting people just to come back to reason. Um, so, but if you can't do it there, I mean, you know, there's, I, I really believe, Steve, there has to be almost a parallel economy because things are going so crazy now that I, I don't know where to send my kids to college. Um, you know, I, I'd rather have them not go to college and just find different ways to teach them uh, the things they need to know, because it's all it's seemingly almost all indoctrination. It has nothing to do with higher education. And having been in it for uh, 30 years, I can say that there has certainly been a move in that direction. Um, you know, and a lot of people feel just the same way that you do, that uh, these are just, uh, you know, liberal uh, training boot camps now with uh, very little to do with uh, intense subject, subject of the study uh, matter or to learn discipline and other things like this that 
that we learned, you know, uh, back in the day. Steve, I, I can't tell you, uh, my, uh, uh, my professor, I was in high school and we had a, a doctor of theater who uh, uh, taught us and was, I went to an art school and uh, he was amazing. Uh, Dr. Beeth, he changed, he changed my life and, and opened me up to so many things. I happen to know one of your uh, students because I just hired her. Uh, I think she's absolutely brilliant and she raves about you. Uh, and uh, I would love to know if, if you don't get this job back, uh, you know, if there's anybody who's looking for a theater professor, uh, I'd love to be able to pass it on because my daughter w- wants to be in theater. Um, and luckily, I happen to know some really good people that, uh, you know, were very successful in in that uh, arena that are not part of this liberal cabal and that so she's learning from those people but when she goes to college i know what she's going to face especially in theater it's always been a little crazy you have to be a little crazy to be in theater in the arts um and you know i i think people like you who are willing to stand up and say look i we, I'm not a racist. We all want to get along. We all want, you know, fairness, et cetera, et cetera, and equality. But none of this nonsense is happening in the classroom. None of it. We're here to learn about this topic. And uh, if, you, if you don't go back, I'd love to help you find a job. <laughs> that would be, you know, and I think a lot of this maybe have to do with a, what I call pandemic frustration. Some people out in California have, have asked me if, if this is not part of that, uh, who are in theater, who are professors of theater in California, because the world of theater has been literally shut down for two years. You know, we've been hit hard as, as any industry. And so there's been a lot of frustration out there and, and just an unusual amount of hatred going on just because of, of what, what the future holds yeah. um, out there. It is. I would hate to be uh, a student at this time in the world because they're being told the lies that you'll never make it, uh, that uh, the world is going to, you know, burn itself out in 20 years. I mean, the, the, it is such a bleak picture uh, that the I think the lies that are being told about America and and the globe, I, w- I would hate to be a student now. I don't know. I don't know how you would get up every morning and say, hey, I've got a bright future ahead of me. Steve, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much. A theater professor at Coastal Carolina University facing termination over racism charges because he said, who's got a boo-boo? Except he said it better than that. Car Shield. Uh, <laughs> he probably is like, please don't say I said that because I didn't say that. Do you have a horse and buggy in the garage at home? Yeah, I mean, just in case the car breaks down and you don't have a way back and forth. I mean, maybe we should go back to the horse and buggy thing. And I think if it wasn't for the enslavement of those poor animals, I think the left would be fine with horse and buggy. Except they would probably, well, they wouldn't notice it if they were Uyghur slaves that were pulling the buggy. They'd be pissed if it were horses. But as long as they were Chinese Uyghur slaves pulling your carriage, they'd be fine with it. Wouldn't even notice. Anyway, you're going to have to find another way to work when your car breaks down because uh, car parts are getting really, really hard to find. And uh, do you have the money for a rental car while yours is in the shop? 
You need Car Shield. They will help you when your car breaks down every step of the way. Roadside assistance, rental car while yours is being fixed, mechanic of your choice, and they pay everything directly. So you're not waiting around for them to pay you. CarShield.com slash Beck. Save 10% right now. CarShield.com slash Beck. Deductible may apply. So (laughs) it's just come out now. The guy who bought Jeffrey Epstein's luxury jet fleet uh, is suing the estate. He says he can't shake the stigma. He bought it before he knew everything about Jeffrey Epstein, apparently. (laughs) Uh, And now he's got the Lolita Express. And he's like, I mean, I can't have the Lolita Express. Everybody is. <laughs> and he says he's just it's just disgraced him, his company and everything else. And so he's suing them because he can't do anything with them. And I'm thinking now's the time to buy a really nice jet. Yeah, because I don't care. Yeah, I, I, I want. Well, the jet. I would probably want like an exorcism I'm re- done. I'm going to rename it. Yeah. Or and do I'm a gonna, deep cleaning. Yeah, I'm gonna deep, deep, deep clean. <laughs> I'm going to pull out all mm-hmm. the fabrics. Right. Uh, and I might have a priest, a rabbi, you yes. know, every a shaman, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we'll fly from country to country we'll, get every religion. That's right. We'll to come in. We'll burn the sage and everything <laughs> right. in there. But uh <laughs> I'd want to do that, but after that, I mean, it's an airplane. There is the, yeah, the question is, uh, does it uh, fly and land? That's what I want to know about it. Does well, I want to know, does it fly? Do you land? have to have an underage girl on board for it to land? I don't think it's powered by Lolitas. <laughs> you don't think so? No. Okay, so like the, in the fuel tank, there's never been a bunch of 14-year-old girls. Well, that I cannot say. <laughs> okay, I, <yeah. laughs> I certainly cannot I would want to know some of those things. <laughs> of all things. You know? Okay, just, I just want the express part. Not, not the Lolita, the Lolita part. part. Not the Lolita part. It's just part. the express. It's just an express. Yeah. Get me I somewhere I mean, you fast. could convince me this was a plane of history. Huh? huh? <laughs> yes, I suppose. A very important plane of history. I mean, it's not like... I mean, presidents have flown in this plane. Yeah, and be, it, but that's it is not, true. That's not good. Hmm. That's not good. I mean, I wouldn't buy Hitler's plane. No, you know? no, I would not. And, you know, Epstein was... It's a good point. Was... You know, I mean, he wasn't Hitler. No, but but he was I, a bad. He was yeah, a bad guy. Yeah, and uh, now yeah. How, how would it work? Because obviously, uh, at any point, he could come back and take the plane. Considering he's still alive, clearly. Dun, 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 Wait, dun. he's still. I didn't think he was. Yes, he escaped. You didn't see this? Oh, no, I yeah. didn't. He's, he's. It's like where in the world is? So Carmen did San Hillary Diego. Clinton help oh. him escape? Oh, was yeah. she in there trying to kill him? And then he's like, "Let's just get out of here together." And she was like, "Okay." <laughs> the road. I've got the Lolita Express right over here. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck program.
America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Oh, there is there are people standing up. By the way, I haven't had a chance to get to this yet. I, I love the story. Do you remember the Marine that was in the Arizona convenience store? What was that? A few days ago. Yeah, and yeah. he he stopped uh, he stopped a guy from robbing, and he's like, "Don't don't mess with me." And uh, uh, he just got a citizen's award for extraordinary heroism and exceptional courage while uh, voluntarily coming to the aid of another citizen during an incident involving criminal. I don't know how they got that onto a medal, but they did. Uh, but he showed up to get this uh, this certificate and this plaque yesterday. He showed up wearing a Make America Great Again hat and a Let's Go Brandon t-shirt. The Glenn Beck Program. We're going to be joined by British, uh, British, uh, by, uh, um, oh God, now I can only think of British. Uh, Bridget Fetacy. Bridget Fetacy mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. in just a second. Yeah. Uh, These are hard words. I know, mm-hmm. I know, mm-hmm. I know. Uh, first, let me tell you about Goldline. Um What's happening this weekend in Glasgow is really important. It is uh, another uh, global warming meeting and the banks and the uh, people like uh, Blackstone and Goldman Sachs already have met this week. They are putting the final touches on the new banking system and regulatory system that will make sure that if you're not green, if you're not a social justice warrior, you will not get a loan. Um, the reason why we are paying so much for gas is because we're shutting everything down. They're not getting loans. If you're Exxon, unless it's a green project, you're not getting a loan uh, for your, your new exploratory drills. That's a real problem. Inflation is also the problem. So all of this money is out there. We're we're making things scarce intentionally because of global warming. This is a disaster. And you're seeing the price of meat. You're paying about, what, $10 for a hamburger? How much of that is because they're they're blocking meat because of co2 and how much of that is because of all of the money that is inflated please guard what you have there's a couple of things one bitcoin but they could shut that down in a heartbeat hopefully they don't the other is gold that is the traditional thing that everyone goes to um it is uh i mean it's been around for thousands and thousands of years China is loading up on gold. Russia is loading up on gold. Everybody, I think, that understands what's coming for the West has been loading up on gold. Will you please just see if it's right for you and your family? Right now, this is the last week they're offering it. Tomorrow, I think it's done. Uh, If there are any left by tomorrow, they're offering free platinum. It is a one-tenth of an ounce platinum coin. If you have a qualifying order of graded $5 gold Indians, uh, they've never given platinum away because of its scarcity and its price, but you can get it today and tomorrow. The number is 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. One of my favorite people. She kind of feels like a sister of mine. <laughs> uh, Bridget Fetacy, host of Walk-Ins Welcome, the podcast. And uh, and she's a fantastic writer. She used to be 
you would consider yourself very, very liberal progressive in uh-huh. the past. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You would hate me. Right. You probably did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't need to say it that way. It seemed like so there was a change yeah. built into that either. Yeah, it was like, yeah. yes, what do you yes, mean? I do. Con- I used currently. to. What are you talking about? Um, and you had an awakening. You haven't been in the studio for since 2018 because you've been in California lockdown. Yes. Yeah. We're How's still that in been? Huh? You're still in lockdown. No, it's still it's still just it's opening up, but it's still it's weird. I didn't even realize until I was in Texas how much. Stockholm syndrome sets in even for someone like me who's pretty free and not I never really my husband was in he worked in a grocery store through the whole pandemic so he was coming and going and working and never stopped working and so we didn't get that weird being locked down we didn't have the luxury of not being you know interacting Mm -hmm. with other humans and so it was pretty normal and then we just kind of rolled with all of it. And then I came here and I was like, oh, I feel so free. I'm, I feel happy. I feel excited. I see a path forward in life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm living in a dying state that's on hospice. It's it, so weird. Living in Texas, unless I'm going to Florida, I feel exactly the opposite. Yeah. Every time I travel someplace, I'm like, good God, how do people live here? What is this? Yeah, it is. It, and I'm not the kind of person that... I, I still have been living my life, but I guess just not being aware of how bad things look around me. Not I realize I don't really want to leave my house because I don't want to see how bad it looks. And it really is tragic what's happened in San Francisco, L.A., and it gets I've worse. I've heard that it is. It's tragic. I've heard that it is beyond your imagination bad. Yeah, it's not. It's really just and it and there's no there's no stop to it. There doesn't seem to be any stopping the process. There's no, you know. Well, you had that whistle stop. You had that. It was called uh, Larry Elder. That, that might have changed things. Yeah, that wasn't. I mean, the minute he got he got the nomination, or the he was the front runner, yeah. I think they it became less of a referendum on Newsom and more of a referendum on Trump. So that was the best thing that ever happened to Newsom. Yeah. Because all of a sudden it was like, well, we don't want a, another Trump, and it, it was very easy for them say to say that pivot. about any. They said that about Mitt frickin' Romney, of course, of who course. is the most milk toast oatmeal <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. He was the devil. Yeah, yeah. So Newsom, Newsom is a, and you know, people seem to be, they seem to be okay with all of it, and there, it's a lot of neuroticism. There's just so much fear and there's just fear everywhere in america but it's not the same level as in a lot of these liberal cities that i've been in there's fear here but it is fear of californians moving here yeah it it really is i mean we check you at the gates now um you know hawaii had just started using these robot dogs oh yeah i saw Uh, those yeah I mean, you bring one of those robot dogs to Texas, and I think <laughs> I think you would have a hard time keeping that robot dog walking. It's just target practice. Yeah, in Texas. it would be. Yeah, it would They'll be. Put cans on top of it. It's a moving target. Yeah, and they're going to you know look for COVID nineteen, and and these little robots are out. I mean, this I is like a movie. I know. It's a, we live in. It's. I was thinking about the last time I was here and how it was weird. It was already weird. But it is, it's got, we're through the, fully through the looking glass that's in the looking glass. Yeah. <laughs> you were, the last time you were here, it was weird because 
there were very few people like you yeah. that were waking up. And yeah. you were really still at the very beginning. You're like, I'm kind of uncomfortable. I don't know exactly <laughs> if I should be seen with you. You know, it, was, it wasn't even that. I just also had never done media. You know, I, I think my mm, first media really? hit was with Ben Shapiro in 2018. So oh, wow. in October of 2018, right before the midterms, that was when I did my first media hit ever in my life and i so i did get kind of thrown into the space and then not only am i thrown into the space i'm thrown into the space with nazis in quotes yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it was very you know even as i look back it's it was very and like you said there wasn't there weren't there we've seen a huge large portion of people who have been there refugees from the left <laughs> yeah there is something happening i mean yeah. the let's go brandon theme you know this the deal the song mm-hmm. you know now thwarting adele uh <laughs> for the top of the charts uh um dave Chappelle. yeah i mean i don't think anyone but dave Chappelle could survive what he's what he's doing but it shows how ridiculous they are you didn't watch the special. If you think that's who he is, you didn't watch it. Yeah. Or they did watch it, but they still want him to be that. How? Yeah. How, though? How do you make him? If you watch, did you watch it? I did, of okay. course. You yeah. saw the ending? Yeah, of course. How? How? How is this guy a hater? Yeah. I, I think people see what they want to see, though, in, in many instances in life. And, and I think that if you are committed to the idea of Dave Chappelle being a transphobe for for example so what that whole story was a lie i mean not a lie you listen to it you you cry you have to be yeah. dead inside not to cry yeah i mean i think that i think the criticism that what that i've read and heard is that it was like saying oh this is you know i have a black friend it was him saying mm. like i have a trans friend oh shut up <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, shut up <laughs> i mean it was I, I think it's good though to see netflix backing him that was really even more important well, than the mm, he backed sort him. of backed out a little bit he did it i was saying this people are like he caved i'm like no he didn't if you read the actual mm-hmm. statement he basically said i should have been led with humanity and then told them to go kick rocks right. and i'm still telling them to go kick rocks and but we're this, not taking it down this is a multi-step process though bridget i mean the, the washington redskins for years said they would never change the name mm-hmm. and then they changed the yeah, name yeah but they didn't the cleveland Indians. i think no wait 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 i think the what and now they may be all uh, this may be all wet on this but i think the washington football team yeah. <laughs> was brilliantly selected <laughs> because people still call them the Redskins. Redskins. Right. Yes, I agree. They're, they didn't change the name and they have the ability because the Washington football team is the worst thing ever. <laughs> right. No one can say it. And so they, yeah. they're just like, this is going to end soon. I mean, you know, Hitler was eventually exposed. It's going to go back to normal at some point. Keep the Red Sin stuff in a warehouse. We'll sell it maybe 20 years down the road. <laughs> I'm just saying that there is a, a long history of I, I, I mean, I think Chappelle is the only guy I can think of that that maybe is able to survive this. But we've seen so many people that that it starts that little ball starts rolling yeah, and, and eventually they, they, they fail. I think it's different this time because you have average people standing up. Now. Yeah. You know, it's not just you're not just standing out alone. You know, this this thing that's happening in the school districts is yeah. so critically important. Mm-hmm. 
these parents standing up and saying, uh, excuse me, no, these are my children. Yeah. A lot of people want to make it out like it's right wing media that's brainwashing all these parents. And I think people underestimate that the pandemic in this instance was an opportunity oh, to yeah. reveal. Yeah. Parents were seeing what was being taught and hearing it. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what yeah. did your teacher just say? Yeah. What are you learning? Yeah. Why aren't you learning math? Right. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> and it's, it's crazy because I don't think like when um, Obama went on the campaign trail this last week and he was like, you know, just drummed up, you know, uh, uh, nonsense come from. The, and you're like, Shut oh, the up. fake culture wars yeah, the comment. Fake culture what a, war thing. What a, I mean, coming from him, that's rich. Right, yeah. isn't it? Rich. Yeah. How did you feel about Glenn's Obama impersonation there? Do you think that was good. pretty good? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I just we're getting there. A comedian. Yeah. I'm horrible at impressions. <laughs> yeah. So okay. yeah. Anyone uh, can do something moderately. So <laughs> I'm impressed. Let me um let me be a little harsh. Yes. About you. Okay. Oh, wow. Here, Here we, go. we go. During the pandemic, you were I didn't know how I didn't know where you were on some of the authoritarian kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So did you change? Is there what, what happened? I wrote a piece about this, about just things that I got wrong in general in 2020. And I think at the beginning, I didn't I, I heard everybody being like, they're not going to take this power away. And this is my kind of naivete I guess as a coming from the left is I was like yeah two weeks to just like chill things out and let the hospitals catch up we See, I think I have to tell you I was there too we didn't know everyone knows now we didn't yeah. know and yeah. it was bad they were freaking welding people into houses yes, in China so I agree I was very much like all right and I can't I've come out and said I mean and I saw guys like Jesse Kelly who were like you don't do this this is insane and it felt hyperbolic to me. And oh boy, I, that's really what's like traumatized me. I was thinking about this the other day, you know, and they're like, we're just going to do a vaccine passport. We're just going to do a mandate. I'm like, no, I don't trust you guys with anything anymore. Anything yeah. ever. You lost all your credibility. And then shredding the credibility. I mean, being in LA during the protests slash riots. Oh, that my was, gosh. That, that was, was crazy. Craziness. I mean, and so do your neighbors notice that? It's they really they do. But most of I think I, I do think a lot of the people who left are generally center right and maybe Republicans who left these, you know, people worry that it's all people liberals coming I to will, these red states. But the numbers aren't really showing that I would tell you right now, the, the Californians that I met. Some of them are more conservative than the Texans yeah. that have grown up here. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, you know, I would say the same to you. Get the hell out. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you if you don't agree with what the left is doing right now, these are really bad guys. Yeah. You know, the people who are leading some of these charges, they do believe in they have a right to do whatever is good for the collective. That's yeah. really dangerous. Yeah. So that was I mean, I don't I guess it was I think in the early days we were like, what's the problem? And then quickly it became I became aware that this the people who i believed were being hyperbolic and fear-mongering were actually correct and then just seeing the fallout and and of course as we learn more about the virus and what was actually going on so mm -hmm. 
I think as more knowledge came out, but really, I, I really think that just having everybody locked down, telling everybody they couldn't leave, then then you had these kind of patriot protests, and then watching everybody pivot and say, oh, like you had epidemiologists coming out and saying that you can go protest in a pandemic because racism is the real virus. And now you have thousands and thousands of people in the street. And that just, I think it broke. How do you even explain the border? (laughs) How do you explain the border? You're not even testing them for COVID. You're releasing them. They don't have to wear a mask. They don't have to get double vaccinated. It makes no sense. I mean, it is so clearly a lie. Yeah. And it's almost, that's almost an invisible story. If you don't watch anything outside of MSNBC, CNN, unless they're forced to cover it, they're not really covering it. So people don't even really know about what's happening. It's, 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 yeah. So, I mean, fair, fair to push me on that. I, I definitely. Well, I don't think, I mean, cause I was the same way when it was 15 days to, to flatten the curve. I thought that was reasonable. I thought it was shocking, but I thought it was reasonable because we didn't know what we were dealing right. with yet. But the minute we started to see, and we're like, okay, okay, wait a minute. Those all, that all should have gone away and you can't close the economy for three months. You yep. just can't. Uh, and uh, it was uh, it was a mistake. I mean, the real way to handle it, I think, was the way Sweden or the Amish did. Many <laughs> and many states were open when I was in Texas a year ago. Yeah, they were oh, yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. there are places that have been pretty open oh, since yeah. that summer. Yeah, and the one that leads the nation in the least amount of uh, COVID new COVID cases is now Florida. <laughs> yeah, I mean after they had the highest number of <laughs> yeah, weeks that ago, again yes. goes that again <laughs> yeah. goes to herd mentality kind of thinking. I mean, oh. isn't it just cuz they have a lot of olds? A lot of olds, there's a lot of olds there is, is what we're told. Yeah. Well, I'm going to move on. Uh, <laughs> hang on just a second. Let me tell you about LifeLock. Cybercrime is becoming more and more common as we rely more and more on technology for our daily lives. Wait until the robots, the robot dogs come to your door. You're going to love that. Uh, Cybercrime is a... What? We could enforce the lockdowns with robot dogs. That would have really worked. That's I mean, all we isn't needed it to a do. little creepy? Hawaii is doing robot dogs. <laughs> Seriously. Wait, what does that mean? What do they do? What do you mean they're doing robot, robot dogs? What does that See mean? If I can find it right here. They're, they're sending <laughs> robot dogs to out to neighborhoods mm-hmm. to, to see if there's COVID in the air. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. Okay. Anyway, let me tell you about uh, LifeLock. LifeLock will help you detect a wide range of identity threats. They'll send you an alert. There's a robot dog in your neighborhood. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. Save 25%. 10 seconds. Station ID. So I am recently, recently, I am more encouraged than uh, I've been in a long time because I see people standing up. Mm -hmm. I mean, New York, you have the police Mm -hmm. are not doing it. The firefighters are saying, screw you and your vaccine vaccine mandate. Uh, It's happening everywhere and it's going to cause chaos um, if they actually fire these people, mm-hmm. which I think they will, um, Probably. But it, it at least gives me hope that the average person now is starting to wake up and stand up and go, uh, uh-uh. 
Yeah, it's interesting because the mandates, the vaccine mandates seem to be, it's like there have been waves of red pilling. You know, there's, I feel like there have just been these over the past five years, you've seen these waves. And one was over the summer when everybody fled the liberal cities and in Mm -hmm. 2020, this vaccine mandate seems to be another one that really is pushing a lot of people who might be left, center left, or um, pushing them kind of away from what they thought was their party. Yeah, I mean, it's so clear Joe Biden is not the guy who's going to return us to normalcy. You know what I mean? Yeah. His whole thing was, hey, we're just going to go back to normal. Uh, this None of this stuff is normal. Yeah. None of this stuff is normal. No. You know, you're in California. If you're buying premium, at least in one uh, city in California, it was $8.50 for a gallon of premium gasoline. Yeah, it's crazy. I think the other thing that's happening is that people who might have been very afraid of of um, Trump because of whatever, they're realizing that his... um, Policies. Well, they're realizing that it didn't really affect their life. It might have have affected their psyche. It might have had them in a tizzy. But not their life. Great point. Back in just a second with Bridget Phetasy. Buy one, get one free. Have you ever heard that and not been excited? Like, buy one sandwich, get one sandwich free. Buy one pizza, get another pizza free. Buy one donut, get another donut free. I mean, I could go on. It's fantastic. Now, with sheets, eh. However, these are the Giza Dream sheets. Giza uh, Giza Dream sheets are made from the softest cotton in the world. Giza. I don't know what it is about the cotton in in Egypt, but I guess it's really great. Um, I will tell you, I don't care where it comes from. What I really like about the Giza Dream Sheets is they are the softest sheets I've ever slept on. I sleep on them every night. I love them. I have one friend who's like, oh, you've got us. You've got to sleep on linen. You got to love. Yeah. Why don't I just sleep in a burlap bag? No, thank you. I'm a sheet snob. Uh, MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials and check out the buy one, get one free offer on the Giza Dream Sheets. Deep discounts on other MyPillow products as well. Enter the promo code back. Call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials now. MyPillow.com. Promo code Beck. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. More with Bridget Fetasy next. One thing uh, Bridget Fetasy and I have in common is uh, mental illness, and uh, <laughs> we're both, uh, we are uh, both addicts. Uh, you were addicted to drugs and alcohol. And alcohol. Uh, and uh, I'm not like her. I was only addicted to alcohol, so I'm better than she is. <laughs> uh, and uh, we both had problems with depression and, and mm-hmm. things like that, and uh, can speak from experience on how real uh, depression is how 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 your brain can trick you into thinking something is very normal mm-hmm. and it's all about you when it's not. I think there's a difference between depression mm-hmm. and clinical depression. And usually depression is what kicks the clinical depression off. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I heard you talking about yeah. in an earlier segment 
your depression and the scariest thing about it is that it's in your own voice and it's telling you yes. mm. you're not you're not valuable yeah. the world would be better without you you're a burden yeah and that's your own voice and it's it's sneaky because you believe it last week all during we got really bad last week mm-hmm. for me last week Every time I was on the air, my voice in my head was saying, this is not going to make any difference. Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And it was really hard to keep things straight. I was exhausted after mm-hmm. every show. How do you how do you know, like when the black dog is kind of sniffing around? So I'm usually really good at sensing it, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm so hyper vigilant because of the family history. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm usually pretty good. But this time it started in Afghanistan. Mm. When I went over to Afghanistan, I it destroyed me. I mean, you know, it was real uh, depression for real reasons. Right. I mean, I I was overwhelmed with the darkness, with the death, with holding people's lives in your hand. I mean, it destroyed me Mm -hmm. and then I never recovered. And so I almost missed it until last week when I'm thinking really dark thoughts. And then I'm like, okay, okay, wait a minute. This may not be what I thought it was. And uh, so I, you know, call the doctor and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of sounds like a Glenn. Yeah. And so it's the first time I've missed it in, well, since I was 25. Wow. So it was just situational depression that became clinical. Yes. Yeah, that's sneaky when that happens. It's really It's like sneaky. if you lose someone or there's an actual yeah. reason to be grieving or depressed and then you... And then you just can't pull out of it. Mm, yep. And, and you think that it's... No, you think... You, you wouldn't think about going to a doctor... You know, or maybe you got to just talk about it. And you're like, that that doesn't, and it's clinical depression. Talking about it doesn't help. Yeah. Because you can't pull out of the nosedive that you're in. Yeah, because how could you? It's like getting outside of that matrix of your own mind. You do need some support. And, and, and I think people don't, you know, there's so much resistance to even asking for help when you're in that. You think you can just pull yourself up and That's what, get yourself out of it. Is it really still like that? I mean, maybe dep- two. I mean, I think so. I still That's think sad. there's, I still think that it's because how do you even know sometimes like you didn't know and you have a long history and a lot of information. If you are clinically depressed and you've never been clinically depressed yeah. and you don't have a history in your family and you, I guess, how would you even necessarily know that might just be normal the way you normally feel. And, and you, like you said, you might think that's normal. I just remember in, 19 probably 85 is the first time i ever spoke about it Mm. i was 20 something and had just come out of the only time that i was truly suicidal and had it all planned and everything else and um uh came out of that and talked about it and shared and it was i mean that was like institution kind of thinking back then yeah you know what i mean nobody talked about it nobody talked about it or at least it felt that way. And it's tough now. We've been talking a lot about this on Walk-Ins Welcome. Mental health is a big topic. And even talking about what's going on with teenagers. Oh, my gosh. There's, it's even challenging to talk about because I don't want to. It can become this kind of contagion if people think, well, oh, this is happening and there's no way out. And how do you talk about all these things that are going on in the world? And but I think still this is really. Give hope. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, you're you're singing to the choir here. Uh, but on that particular case, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but during COVID, at the height of it, we had a suicide attempt uh, with my son. Oh, I'm sorry. And uh, it was it was shocking, mm-hmm. and um, went through it. And we've talked about it on the air mm-hmm. because it. You have to talk about it. You have to. It. If you don't talk about it and you think it can't happen to one of your kids, what our kids are going through right now is, I don't, I don't think it's ever happened to any generation. Maybe the plague, but they yeah. didn't, you know, they, they, they weren't going out and doing things, uh, you know, necessarily yeah. during the plague that were fun for your childhood. Yeah. Our it, kids' I'm, childhood has just been erased and they're alone. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure there have been times in history where kids have had it pretty, pretty rough in, in their teen years. No, um, no, no. I mean, but, you know, of course, there's been wars and everything else. Right. But I don't mean this is everything shuts down and there's right. not a war. There's not. You're just isolated. Right. And everything seems to go on. And you're in the doom box. Correct. You're just in the doom box. Yeah. All, all day long, which is the worst place for anyone, by anyone. the way let alone a teenager with a developing brain. Yeah. And that's where they had to do school and that's where they're socializing. And it's just, yeah, I don't see how that, uh, obviously we're seeing these crises among teenagers. This seems like something that a lot of people actually called out before all of these extensive lockdowns and they were all called grandma killers. And now... I mean, I don't know if you saw, I'm sure you saw from uh, Walensky, the head of CDC. She said on Sunday, uh, for those who don't get the vaccine, there are plans for education and counseling. What? Yeah. Yeah. We, we put Even a Even like re- teenagers or anyone, just adults? No. Oh, anyone okay. who doesn't get the vaccine you're going to there are plans she said there are plans do we have the actual uh, piece can you find out we still have that there are plans for education and counseling so you'll feel comfortable taking the vaccine i think they have done so th- this is going to set medicine and psychiatry and psychology back decades that seems decades. so strange to me yeah that seems like a very large Overcorrection. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen, here she is. We have seen that these mandates are getting more and more people vaccinated. Here's what we know. The most disruptive thing that you can do to a workforce is to have a COVID outbreak in that workforce. That will most definitely not only send people home, but it will send people to the hospital and some may pass. What we know from the police workforce is that there have been more deaths from the coronavirus over the last year and a half than all other causes of death for that workforce combined. So we believe it is very important to get these people vaccinated. There is a plan, um, should these people not want to be vaccinated, towards education and counseling to get people the information they need so that they are feeling comfortable in getting vaccinated. Uh, I'm not going to any government counsel uh, counseling. <laughs> I'm not going to any government education. No, I don't think so. You're not? Hey, no. Seems like right up your alley, Glenn. <laughs> I mean, that is really frightening. So wait, I missed a little bit of that. She said that it was the, what was the large, the population that suffered the large, most deaths from coronavirus, the essential workers? 
Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, they yeah. were working through. I, I just want to know <laughs> when these numbers are being recorded from and what they're talking about. Was it when we didn't have a vaccine and they were all working in a pandemic? I, I don't know. Mm. I just hate the way they're like, oh, these people suffered the most deaths. And it's like, well, Yeah. Yeah. They were getting spit were on, on and protests. <laughs> right. But they were also on the front <laughs> the lines of everything, you know. And, <laughs> and, you know, the other the other part of that is and they survived. So the people who survived, a lot of them had the right. virus. They right. got sick and survived. When did they go from hero to zero? I wrote a whole piece about this. Trust me. I wrote the lectures from limousine liberals and it, it is it is it makes my blood boil that you have the audacity to sit in your house for a year and bake your sourdough bread and post your pictures on Instagram and clap for everybody and have the posters in your front yard with all the essential workers. And then now, and they made it possible for you to stay in your bubble, the delivery people, the nurses, everyone. And now that you want to go back to your soul cycle class (laughs) and feel safe, (laughs) you are going to sneer at these people and tell them what to do. And I don't, the the mentality I don't understand is if you are vaccinated, who cares? Right. (laughs) Who cares? Why do we have to care what other people are doing? We don't test for immunity. It's, I, it makes me, this like topic makes me insane. I have a lot of essential workers in my family. My husband, like I said, he was on the front front lines of the pandemic at a grocery store. And he used to come home and say, if we're going to, we're not seeing these massive outbreaks in gross, like these are the places mm-hmm. you would think you would see them. Yeah. Well, Home Depot and grocery stores were somehow safe. Has there been a story of like an outbreak that's linked to a plane? They were flying through the whole pandemic. I don't, I just, it, it's very strange to me. I can see why flight attendants, pilots, people again, who worked through the whole pandemic are like, no, <laughs> right. we were working while you guys were all at home. Well, I, you know, that I can't get past is I had COVID. I had a really bad case mm-hmm. of it. So my body didn't need a vaccine. My, the vaccine tricks my body into thinking it's fighting the virus. Mm. So it kicks up my immune system so i'm ready in case i hit it well why would i need a vaccine to trick my body when i had covid and my body wasn't tricked it worked the way it was it was supposed to and it killed it right i now why do i need a vaccine why i got the vaccine i got the j and j so barely got the vaccine (laughs) (laughs) are you considered steps on the j and j no i mean they literally just tested my immunity when i was on rogan and it's like the faintest little sign it's still there it's still but you know what yeah but you can't (laughs) test for immunity it doesn't necessarily show up right no it It can go into hiding yeah well and i think it kicks in when it needs to it does so it It can it can just be chilling right yeah it's like like sitting on a couch going there's nothing here to see why am i getting up for this jj is like the stoner immunity it's yeah. like just kind of yeah. hanging back it's laying yeah. on the couch all day if you right. knock they'll probably answer right. it's like right, the alcoholic know? gene in me i mean yeah totally. it's not there but man if i take a drink it is front and center my immunity and my alcoholism are just chilling together yeah. waiting uh and they become fast friends lately bridget fetacy uh she uh hosts the podcast walk-ins welcome you'll really enjoy it uh we always love having you here thank you for having me bridget bridget fetacy so recently christy wrote in about her experience with american financing Uh, this is what she had to say she said i've purchased four homes 
Well, must be nice to be you, Christy. She said, I've never had such a positive experience unless she can't hold a job or maybe her husband can't. She's moving all the time. That would be sad. Let's let's make up a life for Christy. No, um, never have, have I had such a positive experience. Many thanks, Glenn, to your friends over at American Financing, my mortgage consultant, knowledgeable, patient, responsive to many of my questions. I was pleased with the rate offered. Uh, the change in my payment will be a significant improvement to my ability to thrive. Uh, I'm so happy to hear this call American financing. Christy, thank you for listening. And thanks for writing in American financing can help you save money, uh, and get out from underneath these, uh, credit card bills that maybe are high interest. Or if you're, if your mortgage, you're paying over 4%, you should be paying less. And believe me, it's going to get harder to get a loan. Uh, especially if you listen to this, they're going to like, we're not giving you any money. Uh, American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program. It's never going away. No, of course not. So uh, Joe Biden is uh, talking about his moderate plan. Uh, it looks like they have a deal. Now he's pushing it. Multiple times they've announced this deal, though. Yeah, I know. So I who know. knows? Um, but what we do know is the child tax credit, which is basic universal income yeah. that's what that is yeah. universal basic income mm-hmm. basically i mean they're it's sending payments monthly not as a tax credit at the end of the year yeah. and you don't have to pay the taxes to get the tax credit it's weird uh you know yeah because it's yeah it's just a giveaway yeah it's just a giveaway just a giveaway just a giveaway yep and that's a part of the, the package they're going to try to land it at 1.85 trillion dollars which is right in the 1.8 to 2.2 trillion dollars we talked about uh as no a if it's 1.85 mm-hmm. then it's out of the 1.8 Eight, 1.5. No, 1.8 to 2.2. Was oh, what, 2.2, what, what okay. I, at least that was my prediction of okay. where this thing would land. And again, you've pointed out correctly that it, the, the dollar amount is the least important thing yeah, because, about this. I mean, uh, because all they did was like the universal basic income. They're calling it uh, child care. Child tax credit. Yeah. And, but they're doing it instead of 10 years. They're going to say it's going to be extended for a year. Now, right. of course, it's not going to go away at the end of that year no. in the middle of an election. You, you're giving people heroin and they will never come off it. That's yeah, free money. It's yeah. just basically the government's sending free money to tens of millions of people. And people tend to like free money. When they get free money, you know, that they whoever else somebody else is paying for. You have to be really, really careful. Don't take any of the free money uh, because if you're addicted to it. Uh, it'll be hard for you to do the right thing. Uh, I mean, it's hard for you probably right now to do the right thing uh, or what you want to do because you might lose your job. Well, <laughs> don't take the free money. What do you do, though? I mean, it's a tax credit, right? You're going to take it. You're going to take the people are going to take the tax credit. And you can actually, at least currently, set it up so it will still work like the old system where you don't just get I checks would, every month. I'd rather I would have do that, that personally, but yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I would rather do that. I don't want a check for, coming in every month from the, from the IRS. You, you would start to depend on it. And, in, and by the way, it's not going to go to everybody. A lot of people will not get it. Uh, it's going to yeah. be largely targeted toward, you know, groups of people who surprisingly tend to vote more democratic. I don't know if that's a coincidence. I mean, it's probably a coincidence. That's my guess. Probably a coincidence. 
probably. Well, this is the voice of an oppressor speaking <laughs> that. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I right said now. it was a coincidence. I was, yeah, what an oppressor. I was siding with the state. I'm allowed to side with the state. You're against that's equity. My... That's what I'm hearing. No, I. Yeah, it's all my. Oh, yeah. Or the reach on with your privilege. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll see you tomorrow on the Glenbeck Radio program. It's Friday. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, another man with white privilege, will mansplain the news to you on tomorrow's episode. This is the Glenn Beck Program.